0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. This is FinCast, the official podcast of Finn, the Atlantic International Film Festival, brought to you in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. We are Atlantic Canada's curator of epic and unforgettable stories. I'm Wayne Carter, executive director at the festival.
1: And I'm Kumbi, a local actor and filmmaker. Join us as we talk to some of the best and brightest in Atlantic filmmaking about their films in this year's festival and take a deep dive into all the incredible national and international programming we'll be offering. You're not going to want to miss this.
0: This is Fincast, and in this episode, we are talking to legendary Atlantic Canadian filmmaker, artist extraordinaire, Mr. Michael Melski. Mike, how the heck are you? <laughs> <laughs> um really good Wayne thanks <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure man so uh you know we're uh Kumbi and I were really excited to have you in here to talk about The Child Remains which is going to be our Friday September the 15th uh, Atlantic Gala at this year's Finn Atlantic International Film Festival we're really excited to have your film film is terrific um uh, Curious. So genre. This is sort of your first kind of go around in in kind of the genre yeah. genre. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that a little bit.
2: Well, my my dad uh, loved uh, scary movies, and I was raised on you know the classics uh, from the sixties and seventies. Uh, hmm. The Innocents. Um, Good movie. Baby, the, the Shining. Hmm. Um, and you know, I that was always the kind of uh, uh, height. For me, the height of, of horror, the 70s, I, I think that was when most of the, you know, the very best movies were being made. Like I they would were inspired, agree. Yeah, they were inspired by by mm-hmm. the Hitchcock tradition uh, of suspense, and yet they were breaking uh, rules and ground. Um, and I think in recent years, uh, we've seen a different kind of, you know, several different kind of um, versions of, of scary appear. But that's the one I was always drawn to because that's the one I was raised with. So.
0: It's it's interesting that you'd say that because I I, I completely concur. I think, uh, you know, by the time we got to the late 70s and slasher flicks started to come in, that's when mm-hmm. things really started to change and it mm-hmm. became, you know, when then we obviously moved into things like the Saw films and torture porn and all that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, but it's interesting the, from from that perspective because the films that you refer to uh, by today's standards are not what people would call a horror film, they're more what they'd call a thriller. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, that's very much when I, you know, uh, seeing the child Remains. I think of that as a as a thriller as opposed to a full on horror movie because I think to call it a horror movie is a disservice to it because oh. it makes okay. people well, it makes people think that it's uh, you know a bunch of people being terrorized and hacked up and whatnot. This is a film about characters and story and and history That's and right. mood and sort of all those kinds of things. So I you know I, I it's it's it, it doesn't surprise me that you would say that. I know Kumbi that you said this is sort of a new genre that you've been sort of dabbling in. So uh.
1: I, for well, I think I was just traumatized by watching horror <laughs> movies when I was. Too young for them,
0: <laughs> um, so I always said, you know, no horror, no. Thriller. When you were seeing those films, we're talking about where exactly.
2: it was, you know, people being hacked up, and yeah,
1: no, couldn't do it. I I really value my sleep. Yeah, um,
2: blood porn is too is too easy. I'm really, I agree. I, I'm really was I'm really quite inspired by the recent, uh, you know, the the witch. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, incredible. Movie. Get out. You know, those yep. are more story driven uh, suspense thriller yep. horror than. You know, it's it's too easy to throw blood at something. That's not scary. It's it's lazy. And I, I I you know not to say it doesn't get a little gory at the end in ours, but it's hopefully earned. So. Yep. But
1: I no, I appreciate it because it is character driven. It is yeah. about the story. It's something that I can watch these people happen to, but not be terrified for myself. <laughs> um, which I really appreciate <laughs> because it means I can actually get invested and not uh, freak out.
0: We were we were talking a little earlier before you came in uh, so uh, how did uh, Suzanne Clement's terrific by the way and mm. you know and, and for for listeners who uh, who are aware of who she is and if you're not you know she was one of the stars of Xavier Dolan's mommy film a couple of years ago and she's she you know she's a she's a, a major major actress mm. uh,
2: uh, how did how did that connection come about um we have the same agents <laughs> oh no kidding in Toronto yeah <laughs> no and, kidding and as soon as uh, I well you know when have to move because i can't have to look at you in the eye buddy <laughs> this microphone is huge is like i feel like i'm in war of the worlds 1938 maybe you are uh, maybe I am. <laughs> Exactly. Um, uh, when the government tax credits were hacked um and the industry was in upheaval uh the first version of this movie went down and i had to rewrite it from scratch like page one rewrite and i had this story sort of percolating and i knew that I could do this on the reason with the resources that were available under the new regime, Mm -hmm. Um, but that that said, the funders stayed with me. But I had to get cast right away. I had to do like everything was accelerated, and uh, I went to my agent and I said, "What do you you got?" And Perry has some pretty big people, (laughs) but Uh it's not always people I can afford. I mean, he's my agent, but he's their agent too. Like Perry represents like Christopher Plummer and uh, Ed Asner and uh, people like that. I'm like, okay, I know I'm not gonna get them. (laughs) (laughs) But I said, who do you, do have anyone you think this would be right for? And he said, this new actress I've signed recently called, her name is Suzanne Clement. And uh, I had seen a couple of Xavier's films, but I hadn't seen Mommy and he sent me Mommy and um, I was wowed. Oh yeah, she's great, she's great. And I, you know, I never envisioned the character with a French accent, but I kind of rewrote that aspect of the character for her and it kind of and it worked I wanted to oh no it really works it's really perfect it's kind of like (laughs) without giving anything away it it kind of distracts the audience even more in in the direction that I want them to going so
0: well i I also i also thought it completely added to sort of the regional feel of the film and whatnot because french accents are very common in Mm atlantic canada you know uh, whether they're quebecois or they're acadien they're still very very common and uh it added a real sort of a a level of authenticity that i thought really worked i love Mm -hmm. so
1: much when that kind of diversity isn't for diversity's sake it just happens it just happens yes
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely and she was a treat to work with uh God, I put that. You way. didn't you make it that? easy for I'll her. That one <laughs> your help. Like, she's running around in Nova Scotia in December in a maternity gown at night, NICE, like in Elmsdale. People like, suffer for their art, man. That's the way it goes. Oh, she's she's a total star. I hope she makes it down for the for the premiere. Oh uh,
0: yeah, well yeah, uh, we're 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 hoping so too. Cool. Uh, and how about Alan Hocko? How did that end up happening?
2: Lovely guy. At, uh, Mutual Admiration Society. We both knew each other a little bit. I used to be at Gary Goddard, and that's how I first got to know mm. Alan a little bit. And uh, Alan uh, is still there with Kish, who's a friend. And um, Alan was the first person we we offered it to, and he mm. said yes right away. And he, I think he liked the idea of playing in that genre, and, and I, I kind of envisioned the character as you know, Jack Nicholson with... More con- with a conscience.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> One of the biggest criticisms, <laughs> and, of- more, <laughs> hair. and <then> more hair. And more hair. One of the big criticisms of The Shining when, when it was first released uh, in 1980 was that it, like Nicholson, was crazy from the beginning. Oh yeah. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, you know what, Alan? I said, let's 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 play this guy like a real person. <laughs> you know that 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 he actually has a conflict and, and a heart, and uh, you know and and. Alan embraced it and dove in and and gotta say, Suzanne and Alan are the two nicest stars I've worked with. Wow. Like, I would I would work with them again in a heartbeat.
0: That came across Sorry. on screen because they had real chemistry. And, you know, you really start to get that sense when things are sort of jiving amongst the cast. And, and, and I, I thought you really got a sense of that. Uh, Shelley was terrific too. Shelley Thompson, oh, yeah. yes, he yeah. was in it. You know, and, and again, I mean, this is a relatively small cast, uh, but it's a pretty big story. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and story, uh, w- another thing, you know, when you talk about genre, genre's gotten away from story a little bit and instead, mm is it, it's really just a bunch of plot devices and visual effects and you know yours is really driven I mean you're you know you're a writer that, that's the thing you love to do and that's mm. that was certainly something as I was watching this film I thought this film feels like a novel that's been translated to a film because it's actually got a real story as
2: opposed to a, a screenplay. That's one of the <laughs> nicest things anyone's ever said no, but, uh, Except, oh, but it's, it's Besides really your
1: introduction. It's <laughs> really great that. though and knowing the backstory from being here and knowing that you had this other script and then had to write a new one I was really curious about that. Um, yeah. But it really it really came together. Well,
2: you know, the that, that chapter of Nova Scotia history is extremely creepy and <laughs> you know the idea of what happened to these poor unwanted babies, I mean the same thing sort of have been happening in in the UK and and oh, and don't Joe give away and, too
0: much spoilers, spoilers. No, it's no spoiler I, it's, alert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I think if people the child remains if they don't get they're going to be dead babies. I caveat emptor. Uh, oh,
0: Alice Cooper said, it, "Dead babies can't take care of themselves."
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh but uh yeah, it was it's it's it was fun to' you know, all my movies are kind of about family in a way, so this was another different version. Perfume war was about the global family. this was about you know the the struggle between this couple who are you know deciding if they want to be a family and and you know their own demons really destroy them as much as the house and what happened there did so.
0: Yeah, you were, you know, Perfume War. Uh, interesting story about that. We were very, very proud to have that at last year's festival. And, you know, that's gone on to some extraordinary acclaim all over the world. How many Ooh. festivals you've been to now?
2: I've lost count, actually. Oh, oh
0: come on. Pick good, a number. No,
2: good fortune. <laughs> I, uh, I you've th- won you know, a lot of awards, we have, too. Yeah, we, we seem to win awards at almost every festival that we're at, which is like new in my experience. And I'm just grateful that the audiences keep embracing it. And, you know, AFF was the first to believe and uh it was it was a great way to launch and uh we've just been riding it and just yeah, just. Excited. I'm not blowing smoke.
0: It's not hard. It's not hard to believe in quality, and you know no, what? And per- Perfume more. Perfume more is a is a is a tremendous documentary. So you're a bit of a genre jumper at this point. You're like mm. you've done documentary. You've done uh, now you've got uh, this thriller that uh, we're going to be showing this year. Uh, you've done sort of action stuff. Uh, is has that been sort of a plan of yours to sc- sort of oh, jump yeah. through genres? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: People make yeah. careers in Canada making the same movie over and over again, and.
1: Not interested I, in the- I
2: I I I don't I don't fault him but I I would go crazy doing that. I I my my again I go back to my father. He's my inspiration. I I was raised on he loved comedies, he loved Billy Wilder comedies, he loved horror, he loved epic uh you know, it's all storytelling and and you know, I I, I read a lot and I I like to be aware of everything that's happening in in all all kinds of media and and uh, yeah, I've got many different things. There's a calm. There's a without getting too much into detail in development. There's a very, very dark doc. Something more like active killing.
1: Oh, uh, interesting. Lost.
2: That's you know a little bit more interesting. You're in a dark place, man. You got the child
0: yeah, remains, but... and you know. And I, just, I saw a play last year here where you were doing Charles Manson. You're, right. you're in a dark place.
2: That's true. <laughs> I, uh, Creepy <laughs> little Manson is in development as a film too. And, oh, see. And, but I also have. Um, the world's you in know, a dark place. A hockey comedy. A hockey comedy. Uh, yeah, period hockey comedy, if you believe that. Oh, I believe it. Um, that's really exciting. And, and uh, you know, there's another, there's a couple of follow-up uh, uh, suspense, supernatural horror. Yeah. Uh, one is set in the Arctic. Cool. Um, probably be a copra with uh, uh, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Or Newfoundland. So there's like yeah i just don't want to confine myself i just want to you know again it's it's story driven it's it's do i do i care enough to live with this story for 3 years and live with these people and and you know make it a part of my life
0: so back to the child remains mm. uh, where where was that i mean obviously it was all shot primarily on one location is that correct where where was it shot anyway in nova scotia
2: um we shot the exteriors in elmsdale
0: okay so the house itself is in elmsdale yeah, yeah. it's
2: the briarwood bed and breakfast oh, okay um Which is reportedly haunted. The owners told me.
0: (laughs) And if it wasn't, it is now. now. (laughs) Especially Uh, after this film gets released. That's
2: right. (laughs) Uh, and the other, the interiors were shot at the Clockmaker Inn in, in in Windsor.
0: Oh, in Windsor, okay.
2: Yeah, and that's apparently haunted as well. So,
0: yeah, the interior of that place was 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 great. And 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 I I don't want to I don't want to do any spoilers because you know. But um, the the radio radio machine thing that uh, that that Hako is uh, becomes uh, yeah becomes obsessed with. Where did that come from? Does, was that thing built for the film? Is that like a, an actual? It was. That, I, I what was, was that I, thing?
2: I was researching. I mean, I had the idea that. The house would be filled with kind of creepy antiques. Yep. Especially because, you know, it was once a maternity home that there would be a lot of children's toys around dolls. You know, pe- pe- dolls are creepy, period. We're in the world of creepy dolls and clowns. I, I know, but I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there in the way that Annabelle did. I just wanted them to be like just around, just to add to the atmosphere. Yeah. And then uh, I thought, I was researching, you know, I think creepy antiques. I Googled that or something. And the ghost box came up, and it was something Thomas Edison was exploring. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, actually, the first telephone uh, that he was experimenting with was originally designed to speak to the dead. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to have something like this in this place that was eavesdropping and recording all the horror that happened here, and it would just suddenly play at very odd times, and, and it would become... You know, Alan. Alan, being a, a musician and artist, would become obsessed with this sort of primitive radio, hmm. and uh, and I thought, well, th- that could be fun as a way of opening up the portal to. To what happened there? So
0: that uh, it's interesting because I think a big part of genre film is sound. Mm. I, I'm a big sound guy. Mm. Uh, I'm a big music guy, and uh, and you know getting sound right in in thrillers and horror films is an integral part of making the film work. Mm. And I thought the sound was really good. I thought the score was really tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Asif did the score, he right? Did? Yes. It, wonderful. It's a lot of score. Yeah. And that, that another thing that's kind of specific to thrillers and horror movies is they have far more score than most movies do because there's a lot of time of people not saying anything just sort of moving around and that's and the music true. manipulating the audience to feel unsettled and that's all those true. kinds of things um, how was that for you that experience of having a film that's just so scored
2: um, we we set up we we, we, we planned uh, that there would be you know um, it was very much scored in a way that we built to a peak and we knew that we needed silent scenes here 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 yeah um, we knew that the uh, scarier Parts would probably be more score heavy, and we also, you know, use silences to, you know, give the audience a breather.
0: Yeah, that's the balance. Um, while
2: well, while well avoiding, I mean, very very too often these days, you know, an audience in a, in a scary movie when things go silent, that means there's <laughs> going to be a woman, appear, <laughs> yeah. ghost appearing in a mirror in the medicine cabinet. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do anything cliché like that. Yeah, I said, cheap scares. Te- teenagers yeah. are doing that on YouTube and yeah. So I said, let's do something, I mean, The Shining had no jump scares, El- The Orphanage, uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro's movie, yes. I loved it, and that was another huge influence on this movie, you know, it was not a jump scare movie, it was a story character driven. Yep, absolutely. So I said, let's really, let's, you know, do something like, God, go back, let's go back, look at The Shining, look at The Omen, look at The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. You're you
0: showing know, your age, yeah, dude. No. I totally relate. I know.
2: I don't, you know what? And I don't. And I'm unabashed about it. It's like I don't. I don't think I haven't very seldom seen anything since that era that was as, as inspirational. Um, that's not to say there's not been some good movies maybe, Like you know, The Witch, I had a lot of respect for. Her, Get Out. Uh, I I love the autopsy of Jane Doe. And um, but they're 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 seldom. Yeah. Um, they're too seldom. And and I think because we've gotten to You know, audiences have gotten conditioned to, you know, cheap scares. Yep. And uh, instead of story-driven suspense, so um, I want to be part of the cure. Mm Mm-hmm. And not perpetuate the problem. Um, so. One of the,
0: one of the things I think you know should be said about the child remains is I I think it's a, and again uh, you know I hate to use the word horror these days because of of the the connotations that are around it because yeah. people just think it's going to be a bloodbath movie and yeah. it's not. Yeah. Um, I think this movie is very uh, you know female audience friendly you know and and I Thank think you. that's I think that's really important yeah. because I think um, women generally have are a really like thrillers they really like what they call scary movies yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, they don't necessarily want to see uh, you know just a, a bunch of blood and gore and and people being nasty to one another and and I think this film is really 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 open to uh, a wider audience than maybe people might consider when they hear oh it's a horror film uh, I, I think they're selling it short when they say that
2: I love that you said that Wayne because it was I was I'm really proud of you know the. There are two strong women that are the center of the movie. Absolutely, Alan, Alan is really Ellen's character is really caught between them. Absolutely, and and it's so rare to see that. And you know, I every ta- every day I wake up and turn, you know, look at social media and they're bemoaning that lack of female strong female characters, and mm-hmm. you know, and should men be able to write those characters and what you know? And I'm like, you know, I I like. Telling stories, and I and I research thoroughly, and I do do so with the greatest of respect. And again, I want to be part of you know the cure, not not perpetuating the ill. And uh, really, I I, I hope that that women will embrace it. But I, I've had teenagers see the whole movie, and yeah. the teen you know fifteen year olds are loving it. And Good women women in their sixties have seen it, and they've responded really well so i don't know again I, that's coming down to down the road i mean who, who knows what kind of festival life we'll have. we're have? we off to a good start but will you know how much money will we have to market it yep how will audiences find it like audiences are still finding growing up that was yep. 10 years ago <laughs> you know but yeah. the internet is a wonderful thing it's just you know it starts with a good story and then i hopefully uh people will find it. So.
0: Well, at, uh, you know, at Finn Atlantic International Film Festival, we're really happy to be a, a, a part of uh, helping some audiences start to find The Child Remains. Yeah, is, uh, Michael Melski, uh, as always, you know, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for giving us some insight. And once again, you know, for listeners, uh, this film is our Atlantic Gala on Friday night at 6.30, September the 15th at this year's uh, Atlantic International Film Festival. Uh, you really want to see The Child Remains and there's going to be a, a really fun party at the, at the casino after afterwards it's going to be a great night and uh, you know what we'll we'll make sure that you don't get too scared but you'll get scared Uh, thank you so much for listening everyone and thanks again Mike uh, for for coming in
2: my total pleasure Wayne thank you sir
1: special thanks to today's guest director Mike Melski, for joining us in the studio on our next episode we are going to be talking about some of the international films at this year's festival this has been Fincast brought to you in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network if you want to know more visit finfestival.ca see you next time